Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League and all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. We're going to go through the Bulldogs and Melbourne game from a Thursday. Uh, this is being recorded on Thursday night, so just after the game. It's going to come out on the following Monday. So just got out of the BTFU studio. The game was actually on while we were, while we were recording for BTFU on that Thursday night. So watched the game. We had to re-watch the game after that. But it was a great game of football. Obviously, it's you, a lot of errors. You expect that with preseason footy. But still high-quality football. We got to see a few young guys roaming around. We've got a few names here. Also, some notes from the game. Uh, but it was a great game. I said that the Bulldogs were going to win. I said that Bronson Sherry was going to score. They scored. I said that Tyron Wishart was going to score as well. Unfortunately, that didn't come about. Uh, I've also thought that Tyron Wishart was going to move into the halves. But he... Played that full game. Well, played his full stint at hooker. So, uh, didn't move into the halves like I thought he was and didn't score like I thought he would either. But uh, still a good game of football and plenty of notes to take uh, going into the upcoming season. The first one uh, was Drew Hutchison. I thought that he had some really nice touches. He was roaming both sides of the field. Um, He also went really deep into the line. He had a great passing game as well. A decent offload on him. I thought... When you're comparing his game to Sexton's, Sexton was involved in a lot of tries. They scored a lot more tries when Sexton was on the park, I grant it. But they also had guys like Joseph O'Neill and Joash Papali'i, which we'll talk about as well, who also came on in that second half and took it away. Um, But Hacho, I thought that his touches and just his individual game was a little bit better than Sexton's. Had some great short balls, went deep into the line, combined well, I thought, uh, with Burton. They are quite similar body shapes, but I feel like uh, Burton needs that guy that's going to keep the structure like a Hutchison. Hutcho also had a really good kicking game on him um, as well. He had a really good, well-rounded game, I thought, Drew Hutchison. So uh, definitely one to watch. He also started the game at seven, so maybe Serraldo is thinking... Do we start Drew Hutchison to start the year in that number seven jersey? Uh, but it was really good to see him in the new Bulldogs kit and playing really good football as well. Roaming both sides of the field. Heaps good touches. Heaps of those touches as well. Uh, deep into the line. Great passing game. Great offload game on him as well. Drew Hutchison was definitely uh, a guy that I enjoyed watching in that first half. Uh, Blake Taff, I thought that he was very impressive while he was on the field. Um, you know, that he definitely is making a name for himself, uh, obviously, for that number one spot. Uh, in the first half, he was electric. Uh, lots of involvements, lots of touches, uh, really good pace um, as well, and timing with his passes and his runs. Um, you know, it was always in the right spot. Uh, I thought that Blake Taff had a really solid game, very impressive, and it does raise the question, do you start Blake Taff at fullback over Critter? Does Critter go into the centres? One interesting point, which we'll take from tonight when we talk about Bronson Sherry, is that he played left centre. Now, when we're talking about this Bulldogs 1-17, we had Bronson on the right. He played right for the Cronulla Sharks. My personal opinion was that he was going to play on the right in this game to potentially prepare him for first grade, but he did play on the left. 
So does that mean either Critter's going to the right? Does it mean that Critter's going to start the year at fullback? Does it mean Bronson's going to start the year in New South Wales Cup and maybe Kiraz goes into centre or they find another centre to go into that spot? Maybe I'm reading into it a little bit too much, but it is a very interesting topic. Bronson Sherry, he was elusive though. He had some really good runs, very strong ball carrier, great pace, and only scored two tries in that game. He ran in the first half 110 metres, finished the game with nearly 150 metres, Just a really solid game from Bronson Sherry and a great return. And again, making a name for himself to potentially get picked for round one. I think that if he does get picked for round one, he'll go play right center and not on the left. But yeah, it was very interesting that he got named on the left with Skelton. We'll talk about Skelton in a second, but Bronson Sherry, great return. Great to see him back in rugby league. And to do what he did after, you know, missing out on four years of first grade, I thought it was really impressive. So, Bronson Sherry, he had a great game. Uh, Jermaine Salmon, I'm a big fan of him as a ball-playing 13. Massive fan. Uh, I thought that his touches were great. He was involved in most of the tries for that first half. Uh, Also played like a second 5-8. I think that just judging off the rotation of the Bulldogs in that game, I think they are aiming for that ball-playing 13. So, we could see Salmon take that 13 jersey. Maybe Curran plays on the edge. Uh, obviously, he's a guy that a lot of people would have forgotten about when watching the footy tonight, but Josh Curran's in this side as well. Does Curran play 13, or does he play on the edge, and maybe Salmon gets that 13 spot, or maybe Salmon comes off the bench and plays a bit of a ball-playing 13-type role, but I really liked it. I actually think that Salmon would do a really good job in that ball-playing 13 role to start a game, and if that means Curran's coming off the bench or if he is playing on an edge, so be it. I really liked that rotation, and look, as I said before, Salmon could play a similar role to what he did at Penrith and come off the bench and play either on an edge or in the middle. But as I said, 13 for me, I was really impressed with Salmon. I thought that he came back really strong. Also, when he wasn't ball playing and acting as that second 5'8", he had some really tough carries. He also defended quite well as well. I thought the Bulldogs' defense was really solid and it's definitely a point to take into the next few weeks going into the season. The Bulldogs' defense, really solid against Melbourne, uh, which had a Quite underwhelming forward pack, in my opinion, as well. And that's a bit of a scary sign. When it's their depth, it's not even most of their first-grade forward pack either. It is quite scary. Uh, But Jermaine Salmon, great at 13. Uh, Skelton, Gerald Skelton, obviously debuted late last year. I thought this was a really solid game for him. Some really tough carries from him uh, on kick returns. Also scored that try with that really beautiful left foot step uh, to get inside the five-man and score that try. It was really, really solid. Um, also, as I said, had some really tough carries. Just looked really good. That combo with Sherry and Skelton, if that's the combo for New South Wales Cup, I'd really like them to sort of develop a little combination. But Really solid combo there. Skelton Sherry could be a combo of the future. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I was impressed with that left edge there, Skelton and Taff. Uh, sorry, Skelton and Sherry. I imagine that they'll be playing on that same side again going into next week. I'm excited to see what the side does look like next week. If we get some more first graders playing, maybe Critter has a go there at fullback or if they're just resting him till round one. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, Skelton impressive. Uh, Sherry impressive that left edge was outstanding and tough going down the left as well was really really impressive now I did stress in the in the preview that they were going to generate a lot of their attack going down the left hand side 
pretty much all of their tries were on that left-hand side. Majority of their tries were on the left, um, which, you know, sort of proves me right a little bit, not tuning my own horn, but we did say most of their attack was going to go down the left, whether it be through Burden, whether it be through um, Joseph O'Neill, who we'll talk about in a second. A lot of their attack was based on that left-hand side, which was nice and very interesting to see. Um, Pappy, Ryan Pappenhausen, let's talk a bit about the Melbourne Storm. Uh, I thought that Ryan Pappenhausen was really impressive on his first game back. That first half, set up a try and scored one for himself off a nice kick. Um, you know, I thought that he had some really nice touches. He was constantly involved. He looked like there was no injury that he was coming back from. He turned up really, really fit, raring, ready to go. A really solid game from Pappy. I thought it was so impressive. And, you know, as I said, it was almost like the injury had never happened. So uh, Ryan Pappenhausen had an outstanding game. He was definitely one of the guys I enjoyed watching. Uh, Pawasa Fun was silly. Obviously, we talked about him coming off the bench. He actually ended up starting the game uh, in jersey number 15. Came over from the Dolphins. Obviously, wasn't getting a start over there. I think he could really crack this 17. I thought that he was really impressive. They are looking for that game-breaking forward. He could be that guy for them. He really could. After watching, uh, you know, tonight, when I'm recording this, it will be tonight, but after watching on Thursday night, um, you know, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see in a second game if I'm 100% on this, but... After watching that, I thought that he was really impressive, and I do think that he could be one of those guys that cracks the 17, particularly now that Raymond Fatala Marana is at the Dragons. I think that we are definitely a chance of seeing Pawasa Fumlisili um, in that uh, bench forward role. But yeah, really tough carries, super strong, definitely an option for the 17. Um we obviously said we liked Jermaine Salmon at 13. I'm just going through my notes. Ellie Clark at center. I was really impressed with him on the right center. Uh, he ended up scoring a try as well, I believe, or nearly scored a try. But I was very impressed with him. I thought that he was really dangerous. Every time he got the ball, he looked like he was about to score a try, especially when they were 20 or so meters out. Uh, super dangerous, uh, a guy that we didn't really know too much of before watching this game, but I thought he was really impressive. And as I said, every time he touched the ball, he looked really dangerous. So one to keep an eye on in New South Wales Cup there, Ellie Clark. Uh, he was the right center wearing jersey number three. I think he was on that side. I think they swapped it around. Uh, I think that Bronson was wearing number four, uh, Ellie Clark number three. Uh, it could be either or. Sam Hughes. Uh, we obviously talked a lot about Sam Hughes in the preview for the Dogs this season. And, you know, we were talking about when Raymond obviously signed, or Raymond Fatalamarana, that is, to the Dragons, who was going to be the replacement on the bench. Um, Sam Hughes had a big game when he came on. I thought that he was very impressive. I do think he's an option for the bench. One of the bigger forwards out there. Uh, obviously scored a try too, which was awesome to see. Or I'm just going to double check if that try was disallowed. I think it was disallowed, that try. Um, that was the second one that got disallowed, but nearly scored a try. Um, you know, had a lot of touches, uh, took, took a lot of runs, very tough carries, just looked really solid. And uh, a lot of the chat coming out of that Bulldogs camp is that he's one of the fitter guys in the team. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, I'm very excited to see how he ends up going. But, yeah, Sam Hughes, 140 metres in that game, 43 post-contact metres, two tackle busts, 15 hit-ups. I mean, a really well-rounded game. That's the most amount of hit-ups in the entire team. Uh, second most was 11 by Curtis Moran, who I thought was quite good as well. 
Uh, but I thought Sam Hughes, out of all the thought, uh, out of all the forwards in this team, him and Pawasa Fumasili were the most impressive. Uh, and I think that you really need to keep an eye on Sam Hughes for maybe even a starting spot too. I reckon he could start in this Bulldog side with Max King. I think that'd be a nice little combo. Uh, Max King, I thought, had some really nice runs as well. He also had 11 hit-ups. Uh, didn't make any tackle busts. Uh, yes, he did. He made one tackle bust, 11 hit-ups. Uh, ran for 102 metres. He was very impressive as well. Uh, post-contact meters 37. Just a really well-rounded game from Max King. He generally starts the year quite well. I know I'm talking about the Bulldogs quite a bit, but the Melbourne forward pack was really underwhelming for me. I thought that they could have done a lot better. I thought that Melbourne were just off that night as well. Again, you know, we've got a lot more stars in this Bulldog side, and that was one of the reason we, reasons we said they were going to win this game. Uh, obviously, their stars like Ryan Pappenhausen, Trent Liero, uh, they obviously only played the first half, Tyron Wishart, uh, you know, a lot more stars in this game and stars coming through uh, for the Bulldogs than there are for the Melbourne Storm. So, uh, obviously, they played a lot higher quality football than the Storm did and I thought that their forwards in particular were very underwhelming as well. Uh, for the Melbourne Storm. So uh, it wasn't the best night for them in terms of, you know, keeping an eye on some of the younger guys. There were some guys in that side that did quite well. I really liked the halfback, uh, Jonah Pezzett. Um, I thought that he had some really nice touches. Played the full game, I'm pretty sure. Played close to the full game. Uh, Jonah Pezzett, he was really impressive. Uh, Keegan Russell-Smith, a lot of people told me to keep an eye on him. I thought that he was okay uh, for the minutes that he played. I thought that he did a quite a decent job uh, there at six. Uh, you know, we obviously talked about Tyron Wishart. I thought that he had some good touches as well at nine. Uh, looked quite good, but I would have liked to have seen him play in the halves for a little bit. Trent Liero, I didn't really like him at 13 for that game. He did have some decent touches, but uh, he just looked like he was playing with a bit of a chip on his shoulder in the 13 jersey. I'd potentially move him back onto the edge for the second trial and consider maybe putting Sean Bloor in that 13 jersey to start the year. Um, but look, it's this is one game I'm... More keen to see another game of Trent Liero before I make any big calls like that, but that wasn't the best uh, audition for him for 13 for me. I think he's a lot better than what he played in that game. Um, going back to the Bulldogs, though, Bailey Hayward. Um, obviously, the guru wrapped him on his page after the game, but just watching him, obviously had that one obstruction error that cost the side a try, but other than that, Played a really solid roaming lock role, and it sort of makes me think again that the Bulldogs are going to try and go for that roaming 13 role, that ball-playing 13 role. Uh, played lock forward for the first bit of when he was on in that second half and then moved into nine. I thought he was really solid at nine. Really good service, ball-playing, uh, really solid footballer for me. That is definitely someone for you to keep an eye on. He was number 20 in that game. Bailey Hayward played lock and then played a bit of nine. Uh, I thought he was solid at both. He's generally a halfback and you'll see him probably play halfback or 5'8 in New South Wales Cup, potentially even nine for uh, some of these other guys I'm about to read out as well. But Bailey Howard, uh, Hayward, sorry, I thought was very impressive. Uh, Joseph O'Neill, when he came on in that second half, uh, not too many people are talking about him, but I thought, you know, 
him being involved in those last three tries that they scored. Uh, his ball playing was great. Uh, his timing was impressive as well. Really classy 5'8", with a lot of X-factor about him, uh, and really good timing and understanding for the game as well. Joseph O'Neill, he's definitely one to keep an eye on there. He was number 24, I think, 24. Uh, a really solid game for Joseph O'Neill. Definitely one to watch throughout the season if there's injuries or during the origin period or towards the back end of the season when players are being rested for finals. I'd love to see him get a crack. I hope we see him next week. Uh, and Josh Papali'i, he's been wrapped for about two years. Um, watching him in that game, I think he played a bit of centre and then moved to fullback later on in the game, or maybe he was just at fullback and just generally stayed on that left-hand side. But uh, that try off the scrum was insane when obviously he cut back in and roamed down that left-hand side uh, and then hopped in that centre position really um, for, you know, obviously to drag in the defenders and then give that short ball uh, off to Skelton. But a really solid try uh, set up from Josh Papali'i. Overall, had some great touches as well. Um, definitely one to watch in New South Wales Cup throughout the season. He will be at fullback for New South Wales Cup, I believe. Joseph O'Neill will be at six. I think Miss Bailey Haywood will be at seven. I think they'll be the spine for New South Wales Cup. Three guys definitely to watch. Bailey Haywood, um, Joseph O'Neill, and Josh Papali'i. Um, one issue for the dogs was their goal kicking. I thought their goal kicking, uh, obviously it is pre-season football. You don't want to read into it too much, but they only got one goal that night. Um, and obviously Matt Burton's going to be their kicker. You'd imagine throughout the season, Toby Sexton had some kicks as well and missed all of his kicks. Um, hopefully they get that sorted over the next few weeks before round one, but it is going to be an issue if they do have problems with their goal kicking you know, obviously in tight tight games or just in all games in general. Um, If there's an issue with the goal kicking, it generally loses sides games these days as well, especially in those close contests. Uh, So something they need to fix for sure, their goal kicking and sorting out who the goal kicker is going to be. Is it going to be Burton? Uh, If Sexton plays seven, is it going to be Sexton? Uh, You know, depending on if Hacho or Sexton are the seven for round one, uh, is it going to be very dependent on who the goal kicker is as well? Um, and as we said, the Storm forwards, not too impressive. Um, I thought they were very underwhelming. Hopefully they have a better week next week. But very solid game from the Bulldogs. A lot of errors in this game, but it is to be expected with preseason football. A great game to start the year. I have been throffing at the mouth for rugby league for quite some time now. So it was great to watch some rugby league again. But that is your review of the Bulldogs and Melbourne Storm game. Very enjoyable game. Keen for the All-Stars game, uh, which hasn't been yet because I'm recording on Thursday. comes out on Monday. Keen for the rest of the games this weekend that have already technically happened when this podcast comes out. Uh, But yeah, very excited for Rugby League football in 2024.